Today's guest is Anjus Nelly. She's the founder of Real Estate Driven Community, or RED, and she's also an entrepreneur. And I'm really looking forward to hearing your story today, Nelly. Thank you for having me, Jeremy. I'm excited about this. So you don't know that this is like my second, I'm sorry, third official podcast. So Awesome. Happy to, happy to be part of that club for you. Thank you. So for those who don't know you, talk a bit about your background, like where you're from, who you are, and what you do. So I am a native Houstonian, Houston, Texas. Um, I do have a very uh, interesting background. So my mother is from Nigeria and my father is from Louisiana, which makes for, it's, it's uh, kind of like a pit bull lab mix kind of <laughs> <laughs> as far as temperament. So, um, but uh, native Houstonian, native Texan, uh, grew up, you know, in the suburbs, uh, but in an entrepreneurial family with a very supportive family. Uh, so my mom herself, she had a business when I was young. So I kind of know, you know, what it's like to build something and watch something build. My father, he was an instructor or a teacher, but he took that and he became an independent contractor in, in places too as well. So that's kind of the, the background. Um, growing up, I was a very... I don't know how to say. I was a wild child. I was kind of rough. Oh, I was kind of rough. Found some direction when I actually found real estate. So real estate driven community is a host of real estate services for real estate agents. And I just decided to, I became a broker first. I became a real estate broker first. And how I jumped into becoming a real estate broker during the 2009 market crash and everyone was going crazy, really more like 2007, 2008, 2009, I decided to become an agent. By then, I was on my second marriage, second child, and I wanted to spend more time with my kids. That was the initial thought mm -hmm. because I was working at Cisco Foods and the CEO comes in one day and he comes in on a helicopter and I'm sitting there and I'm like, I don't want a helicopter. I want to fly in somewhere. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I'm like, I don't, I sit here and I spend like 50 hours a week and I don't have a helicopter. Right. <laughs> so um and then my aunt during that market crash it was just a perfect storm during that market crash she comes to houston and you know she comes to houston basically starting her life over again right because she was a real estate agent in california and that's one of the heaviest places that the crash hit so she comes to houston and then like within six months half a year she invites me out to dinner and here she is with two half a million dollar homes i mean and i'm like Wait, what? I do half a million dollar home, fifty hours a week, <laughs> and so she she leaves this one thing with me that just um that inspired getting into real estate. She said, "Well, I was a real estate agent in California, came out here, got my license in Texas," and she said, "As long as you know how to sell something, you'll never be out of work." And so I thought, well, homes are easy to sell. Who doesn't want a home? So I began my journey into real estate. Um, and so again, I was a bit of a rebel. This is this is probably the first time this is going public. So I decide, okay, I am going to quit my job in the most glorious fashion and go into real estate. So I do. I I start taking my classes. I go to real estate school. I'm mapping out my business plan in the back of the classes at the same time, you know. 
And uh, then once I got and passed the class and, and passed the test, which I passed the test on August the 9th, August the 9th, 2000 and yeah, 2009, August 9th, 2009, I passed the test. And my birthday is August 8th. And it was like my 30th birthday, or I was turning 30 on August 8th. So I go out partying and everything like that. And um, I had a whole lot to drink, stumble into the testing center. And because I'm like, if this is the last day in my 20s, I'm going to go out with a bank, stumble into the testing center and hooray, I passed. I was like, I passed. I was fine. And so then I become a real estate agent and I learn the trade a little bit. And then I become a, a, a broker. And then after I become a broker, I become a real estate instructor because what I found is in our industry, education is so important. Mm -hmm. We have such a high turnover rate and uh, we have like 87% of agents fail within their first five years. This is a wow. tough business. I know that people see flipping houses and all of that, and it looks really, really great. But I, if anyone is listening and they're thinking about becoming a real estate agent, plan I really plan for like have a financial plan in, in place for like at least two years. Like, what are you going to do if you don't make a sale for two years? Have a plan in place. Mm -hmm. um, so this is why I decided. So education really became, as I mentioned earlier, like my dad was a teacher. So teachers never run out of work either. Right. True. So I got into becoming an instructor and through becoming an instructor, I got into pulling these resources together uh, for agents under my brokerage. So that turned into being able to create this community that the startup community that we have today. Wow. That's very interesting. Now I'm going to, I'm going to rewind the clock a little bit. Okay. So now out of high school, did you go to college or did you just go right into the workforce? Oh, I went right into the workforce. I was in the workforce in high school. I started waiting tables at 16. Um, and I knew that wasn't for me because if one more person touched me on my fanny, I was going to lose my shish. And so <laughs> that wasn't for me. Um, of course, now that I think about it, I had a way better figure when I was 16. <laughs> I don't think I'd get as much attention or bigger tips <laughs> <laughs> like now at 40 something, but no, I didn't. Um, I did that. Let me say I dabbled in college. And when I say I dabbled, I mean, I partied. Um, so it just, college wasn't for me. My dad, and like I said, I was a rebel. My dad has like 20 million degrees and everything. And education is very, very important. So from high school and college, I was like, this isn't for me. I need to see the world. And I've never been one to follow the rules. Like almost everyone in my family has a degree in something or some sort. And it just sitting in a chair for hours, it just wasn't. And in fact, I went to college because I wanted to become a writer. I mm. wanted to just travel around the world and write about my experiences. And that's really what I wanted to do. Uh, but it just, it wasn't for me. I don't know why it just wasn't for me. So I jumped into the workforce. Um, my dad did give me three options, military, marry rich, or <laughs> what was it? or college. And I was like, okay, college didn't work. So I married and I said my first husband had the potential to be rich. Um, <laughs> what needed to be explained was that, no, they already have to be rich. Uh -huh. <laughs> so um, no, it, but I always had a knack or a gift for gab. So when I did enter into the corporate world, I was able to excel pretty quickly. 
Um, so at first I was going to be a corporate raider and a CEO. I didn't really, when I realized all the work that you were going to put in um, at Cisco, you know, the guy flying in in the helicopter, yeah. we started doing, we started transitioning to this um, software, which you'll like this, the geek within um, SAP. Yeah. And so, so, you know, for transitioning into SAP back then in, in like before 2010, it would have really literally eliminated all a lot of the jobs that we had. Cause we were still working off the green DOS screen. In fact, when I got there, I was like, what the frick? Like there's a green cursor blinking at my workstation. Excuse me. Excuse me. Is there someone here? <laughs> and so right away I don't know well you're probably familiar if you're a geek right so this meant multiple people to do multiple functions and mm -hmm. review different stacks of data well now SAP could do it and basically calculate it like that so I'm like where are we going I brought it up in a team meeting I'm like where you guys this is a great project to work on but when it's finished where are we going <laughs> right. are we all going to keep getting paid while the computer calculates everything <laughs> like and so uh yeah no they didn't like that so anyway my time was limited anyway so um that's when I realized that you know technology was just going to be like I'd have to create something for myself put it like that because I didn't want to be eliminated that's you know, where of course my aunt comes in, the market falls and right. I decide to go into real estate, but I took that chance because I felt like if I do good in a bad market, or if I can hang on in a bad market, then I know I have the grit to hang on because real estate is cyclical, right? So you're up one day, you're, you're down the next um, until you become consistent. Well, and it's not for a lack of education, right? It may not be formal college education, but you've had to get educated. You had to pass that test. You have to know the job. Now you're teaching based on what you've learned in the in the in that trade. So I, I'm with you. I started out in, in a career without education. I I didn't have the patience for it. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, the only thing I was interested in and in was um English in college, right? Because I wanted to write. I mean math just threw me for a loop. In fact, um, I had a friend who she would, back in those days, she could go in and take my math tests <laughs> for me. And she hated writing. She's an accountant today. And so she hated writing. So I would just kind of take her English exams for her, her lit, or her lit exams. Um, and that worked out pretty well. But yeah, I, I just didn't have the patience for that. And honestly, real estate is a good industry to get in if, if you have the tenacity um, because people are always going to need a place to stay regardless if right. shelter is one of the five basic, you know, needs there. So, uh, if you know how to, or you have access to help people get shelter, then you should be in business for a while. Now, what's, what's happening in the industry is just automation. And again, technology is, is, is taking over. So, um, one thing that I did learn at Cisco was, nothing beats experience though, because mm. of all the people who were going to get let go, the people who had the experience and knew, knew how to help SAP because they've been doing the job so long, they could spot when SAP or the software made a mistake or a miscalculation or something was inputted incorrectly. Those people were safe. 
And so with real estate, as with any, I would imagine any other industry experiences prices. So. Well, and therefore creating red, right? Right, right, right. So um, under red, there's the brokerage. Uh, I'm, I'm also a teacher and an instructor, and that's the passion part. Uh, and then also I own a title company. So red title was another resource that I brought in for realtors because not only, I mean, like, I want to be able to help realtors every step of the way during the transaction and the title process itself, while you are providing a great service to the clients, to the buyers and the sellers and protecting them with insurance, uh, our title company helps, they, we help the realtors, we're a neutral third party, but we just help the realtors get them to, to, to the closing table, mm -hmm. whatever you need to get there to closing, our staff is there to do that, so um, and then the community, again, provides the education, provides a place or a forum for agents to freely ask questions. Um, I always tell, because I mean, we have all these social media platforms and stuff like that, like Facebook, Instagram. However, when you're a real estate agent and you want to be professional, going out there, I always tell my agents, I'm like, please don't make me look stupid. I am your broker. Do not go out there on social media asking stupid questions. Come here. <laughs> in the platform in our red circle and ask those questions there. There are no stupid questions there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that and I like that because, you know, I'm in IT. In IT, we have lots of communities that we've created around various technology uh, companies or uh, capabilities. And so I'm very familiar with that. So that, that I never would have considered that other um, industries didn't have that level of community. So I, I really like that. So we have a lot of associations. We okay. do. I mean, we have the National Association of Realtors. Um, I'm a part of Houston Association of Realtors, which is like the second largest association in the country. So we have a lot of associations. Um, but again, like I said, I'm a rule breaker, right? And associations are great for professionalism, but just like you mentioned before, where is there a community that we can actually be ourselves? Mm -hmm. Because real estate, the reason why there's such a high turnover rate is because the key is you need the experience in order to survive, right? And the mm -hmm. tenacity, but how do you get there? How do you make it five years when you don't have the experience? But then also real estate is a lifestyle. So you're juggling your life as well as like, even with my brokerage, I mean, I went through life changes. I went through a divorce. I've had, you know, I'm raising kids. I'm but people are still buying houses. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like I was talking to my um I was talking to my broker admin today, Tanya, and I, I was telling her how sick I am. I mean, we have a closing at title tomorrow. I'm not feeling well today. And she says, This is real. We don't get sick days. What are what are sick days? <laughs> I was telling her about the podcast today and I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I was like, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna get it together. She's like we don't have sick days. And she was like, you need to tell people that. So I wanted to create a specific community where people can go and actually get answers about, you know, hey, how do I still, you know, maintain my sales while at the same time, you know, I'm in the midst of raising teenagers or where can mm -hmm. I go to um, find help? Because I, I want to be a real estate agent, but I don't know where to go after that or how right. to build a team and 
what kind of energy does it take to be build a team? What do you need? I mean, there's just so many questions because there are so many different pathways in real estate. And so I wanted a place where people, a safe space, because I'm 43, but you know, the younger generation, they have safe spaces. So I was like, let's, where's the safe space? So our community is pretty fun though. I mean, I share pictures like before my coffee and after my coffee and <laughs> and what I look like. And just, you know, with transactions with clients, you know, I'm really having a difficult time with this. What do you suggest? Or my client is looking for this really specifically. Where do I go without putting it out in necessarily public? <laughs> right. So <laughs> other potential prospects see that and say, wait a minute. Mm, mm. <laughs> oh, you're right. That's a very powerful um, capability, right? To have this private conversation with trusted people, a community, like you said, a community of like-minded people who can support one another. There's nothing like it. Um, yeah. 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 So I really, um, I really, 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 uh, just, and I'm like you, I'm kind of like, I'm an extrovert, but an, I'm an introverted extrovert. So I can turn it on when I have to, Sure. but I also like peopling behind a screen. <laughs> <laughs> which is odd for real estate agents but again where do you go where can you go what community can you go to our community where you say hey i don't really like people but i really <laughs> right but i really want to get into real estate um so how do you do that and so you'll find a group of other professionals or other introverts and that'll say hey you know this is what i've done to manage that or you know when i schedule my buyers reps i usually do it at this time or this time mm. just you know, just really good, helpful advice. No, that's great. So as you've gone through your career, then what, is there been something that if we came to you, Nellie, and said, uh, you get the power to make a change in the way we do things. Is there something within your career that you've seen that we really should consider changing? And it may not even be possible, right? But it may be something you think we should consider. Um, so... There's a list. Let me gather my thoughts here. There's a list of things I would like to change. Uh, the most important on that list. Is the image. Mm. The image that's portrayed as far as real estate professionals. That is probably one of the things that maybe... Um, I don't want to say it upsets me, but it, it's kind of like a little thorn in my side, right? Because the image that is portrayed is so not true. And so it attracts sometimes the wrong kind of people or people who aren't, who don't necessarily really know what it's going to take to be a real estate agent. And that's why the turnover rate is so high. Sure. And that's why there's a need for continuous education and, and, and raising the education standards because when most people are first introduced to real estate it is the or at least for women it's the high pumps and heels and the red bottoms and the mercedes bins and the you know and the okay i flipped a house today and i'm flipping a house tomorrow and i don't think enough of the truth is being told about the industry because it's still a great industry. It's just that if you told people the truth, they better prepare themselves um, and they won't go in. Because I went in too. I mean, of course, like I saw my aunt to have a million dollar home, <laughs> right. right? 
and we just moved to Houston in, in six months. But when I got into the industry, after I got in, had more conversations with her, it was the 10 years of being a real estate agent right. in California first that allowed her <laughs> to apply those skills. <laughs> Isn't that always to- funny how the, like you said, you've said a couple of times, how important experience is. And we overlook that as a part of our kind of decision matrix. It is so important and it is so much more about, um, it, it, you'll learn some lessons about yourself being a real estate agent, put it like that. And so it is about the kind of person you are. And I, I want the right people and the right fit more so in the industry than people who want to come in, make a quick buck, um, you know, or think it's the quickest way to millions. And then they end up, you know, I mean, lots of people, I hear lots of, I've gone bankrupt with real estate and it was just because no one told them exactly how, you know, how taxing the industry can be, the the pricing to all the associations and the fees. And of course that you have to invest in yourself, you know? So that in itself, like no one says, oh, by the way, you're going to have to invest in yourself. Oh, by the way, because I go out and I teach, right? But I have to go and pay for the information to be able to teach or I have to invest in books and I have to invest time in reading and, and studying in order to relay or convey this information or even create content or create classes. So um, it's always a learning process and then something changes. Well, that's interesting. So anything else you would change? I know, I know you said your list. I'll give you, is there another one out there you'd throw on the list? Uh, what else would I change? I would, I would, I don't want to, I don't want to sound, I don't want to sound, I wish more people would, I would make technology actually like one of the required courses, like we all have to take continuing education. Mm -hmm. And I would just make learning about technology overall, um, maybe some simple coding, uh, just make it a part of something that agents have to take so that they can understand. Mm. Um, One of the biggest challenges even I face, uh, now, yes, now I look for people to go out and code or do things or, or, or whatever, but it's so much harder to find the right people uh, who are going to help you grow if you know absolutely nothing about it. And then you can get taken advantage of. First, building the community app. I had someone take almost twenty or $30,000 because I knew nothing about it. You know, like I thought they were doing the right thing. It really seemed like they were doing right. the right thing. Um, and I knew that this app or this community did need to be built, but had I just taken some simple classes, like looking back now, it's like, oh, I kind of missed that. Oh, this is what they were doing. They weren't really doing what, mm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and yes, of course, you get to a point where you're outsourcing, uh, but when you're an entrepreneur and you're starting out, you know, you do take on the task until you can train someone. And how do you know the right someone to bring on if you don't know enough about the topic to make the right hire, right? So. Hmm. That's a really great one, right? We There's so many of us who get into something without any understanding of what it is we're doing and having right. just fundamentals, right? Just fundamentals, not expertise, right? Not 
you're not going to, you know, be super, super techie, but enough to understand when somebody's uh, blown smoke when you're trying to get a task done is certainly helpful. Right, right, right. And just also how it can help the consumer. How can we better service the consumer if we are, if we learn about how to automate things and, and how to make things move faster, um, how to communicate more effectively through text message and, you know, text message etiquette and things like that. Um, just even, I mean, from building websites to communications to uh, email etiquette, just making all of that, making all of that a part of, you know, continuing education and just mandatory. Mm, that's a good one. So what's uh, what's coming up for you in the new year? Uh, everything. I... I'm really excited because I pulled off, I pulled off something so, I pulled off something so amazing. So I have, how do I put this in layman's terms? So I'm a broker and I have a local brokerage and I get to keep that local brokerage here in Texas, which is um, in Houston, which is like a per transaction brokerage. And then I've also been able to sign on with another brokerage too as well and take Red, which is the brand and create a team under that brokerage. Oh, nice. So um, might not sound like a huge deal, but it's, it's a big deal. It's a huge yeah. deal for me. So I am growing out the brand because the community, I think I should be able to put the brand in multiple different places. This will allow me to expand nationwide because I've just really been mostly Texas and I'm a Texan. So I'm going to get to see how Californians are going to react to me, how Floridians are going to react to me. So that's really exciting. I'm expanding the brand and I'm leveraging um, Radius, which is a, a national brokerage to do it. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah. I mean, it's always exciting when you've created something, a community. And now you get to take it to the next level and introduce new people to it. So that's very exciting. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Nellie, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. It's so interesting to hear uh, somebody who's in a different field than I am and hear about your journey and those challenges. And um, I just really enjoyed the time today. Thank you. I'm so thankful that and sincerely thanks uh, that you've given me a platform to uh, talk about my industry and talk about my experience. So 